0: Hello and welcome to Pop Culture Hangfire, the podcast where Gabe and I talk about pop culture and currently in season three we're talking about movie franchises. Cue the music. Gabe, today we are talking about something that I thought in my head, I was like, oh my God, this is very exciting because I really like these movies, but I believe something happened as I did the research, but we'll get to that. Gabe, today we're talking about Mission Impossible. Dun, dun Okay. Dun, 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 dun. The franchise follows the missions of the IMF's main field team, IMF being the Impossible Mission Force, which <laughs> again... <laughs> Uh, Under Ethan Hunt's leadership, to stop an enemy force and prevent an impending global disaster. The series focuses on Hunt's character and like um, very much follows the television series structure, right? Years active, 1996 to present, because Reckoning just came out and there is an eighth film coming out um, uh, next year. So seven and counting when it comes to movies. So Gabe, what makes it iconic, remembered, and cultural?
1: Okay, so obviously the music is a is a jingle that if you hear it, if you don't immediately know what it is, you know you've heard it, yeah, and you're like that belongs to something specific um the uh your mission should you choose to accept it, I'll always remember that as like a you know you know you there's clever ways you know multiple times that that happens the the one that sticks in my head is the sunglasses,
0: oh right from part two, huh hmm yeah.
1: that's the one that really sticks out for me is checking the sunglasses because like i mean what if he just like scratched his nose for a second or something and didn't check them you know do they brief you on that like i had to be like do if we ever send you sunglasses do not wear them
0: <laughs> i i feel like ethan hunt is consistently when he's not on a mission he is he's just he,
1: constantly throwing accessories just
0: constantly <laughs> thinks that anything that's given to him
1: Trapstick. yeah. Gone keys over
0: there. Look, I, I'm sure the boy doesn't touch anything. They're like, "Hey, man, check out this Vision Pro," and he's like, "Nope, nope." Mm-mm. Okay, the, so uh, the the theme the song, the message out of Apple the Yeah, yeah.
1: To get that, just gone, just throws it. Three thousand dollars gone.
0: Four thousand.
1: Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no,
0: that thing's no joke, man. Uh Okay, so the theme song, the beat me be to it, Gabe. I'm gonna have to do mine a little later. The message without out of struct. What else?
1: Um, I mean, for years at the theater, I went to to watch movies. They would show the clip where he's going down the rope and does the does like the spread eagle to avoid falling. So like just crazy acrobatics and otherwise um, uh wild wild stunts is part of it. Kind of like if you think of Jackie Chan stunts, you know there's going to be stunts. There's going to be stunts in Mission Impossible.
0: You know, it's funny. Uh, so far, everything you've said is exactly what I have. Um, because, yeah, like the theme song, impressive stunts, uh, the message will auto-destruct. And then the last one I have is Tom Cruise running. That's
1: just... he. Yes, he has that. Like, where did I see? Oh, on the Sphere down by Vegas. So I was down by the Strip this weekend. Uh-huh. And uh, the Sphere had an ad for like, I think it was for like Paramount Plus or something. And one of the things that stuck was it must have been from the new one, but it was it was the Tom Cruise run, and I was like, ah, there he is, he's doing the thing with his hands. So yes, you're right. It's um, iconic.
0: It is very iconic to see him do that. But yeah, like when I think when I think of all those things, I was like, and, and that's why that's why this is this is what what happened as I was doing the research. I'm like, I think I just Jason Bourne this where I was like, oh, I really like these movies, and then as I was reading the synopsis for each one, I was like, oh, this is vaguely familiar, and then I realized that I attribute the action sequences and the stunts to the movie itself because they're usually pretty consistent throughout the movie. Like, There's always something going on. So when I got to the to the story of like, oh, this happened, I'm like, oh, is that? Like, I was like, oh, right, right. That was the backstory, but it was really about the stunt that was about to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, when's he going to do the thing? <laughs> yes, exactly. How, how's Tom Cruise going to almost kill himself? That's what, he does his own sense
0: he does and, and and no you know what though like the more researchers did the more impressed like for that oh, yeah. for that for that jump in the reckoning they, oh, man. they said he did over 200 motocross jumps like in a you know in a in a track in order to prep for that i'm like like uh, i i didn't know this but this effort like flies helicopters oh yeah he's moon. got his like yeah yeah he's got over 200 hours mm-hmm. like of practice just for helicopter like uh, aerial maneuvers like i was imp- mm-hmm.
1: incredibly impressed anyway i remember reading an article that specifically about like the jump because obviously that was like the big thing this time you know it was like he's gonna do this thing and like you know just the amount of um practice and effort and planning that went all in to get that scene in a take for him to do because they were i don't think they were gonna allow him to do it more than once like for insurance like it was like you have to get this in one take like we're not gonna you're not gonna you can't redo it if if it doesn't go right like no. And I, that is one that I saw. So when we get there, I can talk about it. Yeah. yeah. And
0: that's the one I haven't seen. So perfect. Mm-hmm. OK, so let's get started. Right. Mission Impossible one, 1996, directed by Brian De Palma, by the way. I forgot about okay. this. This is the man who gave us the untouchables, Carlitos Way, Carrie. Oh, and produced by uh, by and starring Tom Cruise. He started producing right from the jump. Yep. They had been trying to make this movie for a while. And until he got involved, uh, it wasn't going to happen.
1: Man, can you imagine if they had tried to if somebody else was like the front guy for yeah, I know who would right. it even
0: yeah, written by David Cope, who gave us Jurassic Park and the Indiana Jones the Skulls one, so you know not 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 everything's right. <laughs> so in this one, we have Ethan Hawke is framed for the murder of his IMF team. Remember this
1: movie ethan still- Ethan
0: Hunt Ethan hunt, thank you, Ethan Hawk, Hawk's hunt. Ethan Hunt talks.
1: We got it. Well, it's all it's all related.
0: So remember, this movie starts with a bunch of the, the his team members getting killed as they're finishing some some job in yes. Prague. So he's on the run and um, he's trying to find out who the traitor is to clear his name because they think it's uh, it's him who like betrayed his team. One thing I remember about this movie is a ton of face masks. There was a ton of times when they were just removing masks from their face and they were someone else.
1: That should have been in the iconic too cuz that persists throughout the entire it does, series. Right? Where like they they have a weird obsession with just like nope, it's a different guy. Uh right. no- yep. Yep. Notable actors,
0: you have Tom Cruise, John Void is the bad guy in this movie, Henry Zeroni, Emmanuel Burt, Gene Reno and Ving Rames. So, as I was thinking about them, right? And as I was doing the reading, I was like, okay, I fairly remember this. But then I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? I remember the stunts and the scenes a lot more. So, I think I want to concentrate. I'm going to give a synopsis, but then I'm going to talk about what the iconic scenes and the stunts yeah. were in the film. And like you said, that vault drop, you know, the the arms whites, That is an exceptional fucking scene, dude. Oh, yeah. It is so good. It is so, so good. Like I think that became pop culture referenced for the next 10 years right like comedies everybody was doing that for like a very long time there's the then i also remember when he makes his escape where he shoots the aquarium and it bursts and all the water bursts him out outside through the front that that was an awesome scene and then the train tunnel uh fight movie where like gene reno's flying the helicopter through the tunnel a really great like action feel like it really like set the tone for, for that. I that's basically all I remember from that movie. Removing the face mask, the drop, the, the aquarium, and the the, the 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 helicopter in the tunnel with the train scene.
1: Yep. I mean that that, that that is the movie, I'm pretty sure.
0: Pretty sure, yeah. Four years later we got Mission Impossible two. Directed by John Woo, by the way. This is the man who gave us Broken Arrow and Face Off. And you see that in quite a bit of the movie. (laughs) Um, So Ethan goes back into action um, and starts working with a professional thief named Nia. The duo go undercover to stop a rogue IMF agent, Sean, who is also Nia's former lover, from stealing a deadly virus, starting a pandemic, and selling the antidote to the highest
1: bidder. No, we're never going to have another pandemic, so that's funny.
0: That 2000. So, yes, like you said, the stunt in this is that free solo climb at the very beginning of the film. Which, again, he did himself with very little safety gear, is what I'm told. And then there's also the John Woo motorcycle chase, where they're like dancing with the motorcycles. It's a, a little over the top, but just the right amount of Woo. Um, our cast here is again Tom Cruise, Doug Gray Scott, Thandie Newton is the thief character, Richard okay. Roxburgh, John Polson, Brendan Gleeson, and Ving Rhames. The um, yeah yeah, this was a, a fun flick. Again, just you know, like he he had the long hair, right? He was uh, experimenting with his hair. Yep. You know, things happen. We get to John uh, to Mission Possible three two thousand and six. Six years they waited, by the way
1: that's a decent clip
0: directed by JJ Abrams his first directorial debut
1: by the way oh wow yeah
0: apparently um, Tom Cruise was a big fan of alias and he thought he could handle the uh, the directing okay yeah Ethan has retired from IMF field work he trains recruits and he settled down with his fiance nurse Julia who
1: is unaware Uh-oh.
0: who is unaware of his real job Gabe He is approached by the IMF director about a special mission to rescue one of his proteges. He assembles a team to face the elusive arms and information broker Owen Davian, played by Seymour Philip Hoffman. By the way, who is exceptional?
1: He is. He is. It's a a great role. He
0: is so good. He is so good. He has that scene where he's like, he's like, you know, and I can't do a Philip Seymour Hoffman impression, but I'm still going to try. But he does that whole, um, you know, he's like, uh, you know, I don't know what that actually was. (laughs) I was like, I need to get into (laughs) Philip Seymour Hoffman. And it's like, you have a a wife, girlfriend. It's up to you how this goes. Because you know what I'm going to do next? I'm going to find her, whoever she is. I'm going to find her and I'm going to hurt her.
1: You were apprehended carrying details of the location of something codenamed the rabbit's foot. I'm going to make her bleed and cry and call out your name. And you're not going to be able to do shit. Do you know why? What is a rabbit's foot? Because you're going to be this close to dead. And who is the buyer? And then I'm going to kill you right in front of her.
0: You know, like, he gives that speech. It's so good. That dude is uh, phenomenal in this film.
1: It was a great. It was a great cast.
0: Uh, Ving Rhames, Billy Crudup, Michael, uh, Michelle Monahan, John Rice Myers, Kerry Russell, Maggie Q, Lawrence Fishburne. I forgot about Lawrence. Larry.
1: Yeah, he's on the team, right? He's part of the, he's one of the... No, Ving like, Rhames is part IMF? of the team. I think... No, no, Lawrence... no, but wasn't Fishburne part of it as well? I thought he was. Oh, he was a bad guy? I don't know. I don't remember. I know Ving Rhames is like throughout the whole thing, which is a highlight to be, to be honest. Yeah. He's the only one who's been in
0: every he... one of them, I think.
1: He's like a tech guy too, which is which is funny cuz Ving Rhames is huge. He's a, he's not a small <laughs> he's, person. He's the nerd.
0: He's yeah. <laughs> great. Maybe that's where Fast and the Furious got the idea to turn Ludicrous into the nerd. Maybe. Uh you know, uh, looking this up, dude, I didn't see any stunts or anything crazy, any crazy scenes. And that's this is why I think Philip Seymour Hoffman was like the the person who kind of stole the Yeah, he kind of stole the film. Yeah. Cuz it was his acting.
1: Yeah, I remember. I there was a. Um, this is the one. It's like they're at the they're at the Vatican for part of this or something too, isn't it? Like there's like a. They had a car chase. I want to say.
0: I think every one of them has a car chase for the record.
1: No, you? but I think that might have been like the stunty stuff. Was they were doing a car chase? I think. Mm. Um, I've seen one, two, and three. It's been a while since I've. And seen And that's them, what I was gonna say. To be honest.
0: Four through seven or four through six, I've seen more than I've seen. The first three, because the first three I definitely didn't see in theaters, but the other three I I saw in theaters, so I invested. I'm
1: waiting to see. There's a spot where I have definitely, I don't know if I missed, I don't know if I've seen four or not.
0: We're about to Uh, find out, Gabe.
1: Yeah, because I'm I'm watching each story and I'm like, nope, I know that one. Philip Seymour Hoffman, I was like, yep, I saw the one with him in it for sure. I remember him.
0: Okay. Mission Impossible 4, Ghost Protocol, 2011, another five years go by from the previous film.
1: Okay, so they're doing between like four and six years between so far.
0: Directed by Brad Bird in his live-action directorial debut. Like they're
1: just, just king-making.
0: This is the man who directed The Iron, Iron Giant, Incredibles, and Ratatouille. So he had, a, he had a, you know, he was doing all right. The, in this film, the Impossible Mission Force, IMF, is shut down after being publicly implicated in a bombing of the Kremlin causing Ethan Hunt and his team to go without resources or backup in a life-threatening effort to clear their names. Ethan and three other agents are left to stop Cobalt from starting a global nuclear war. So I remember this one where, like, you know, he, it's basically like, you know, Engage Ghost Protocol, where it's like you all disappear. Mm, and they're okay. using... It's a like, cool name. Yeah, it, they're using, like, the resources that are forgotten for... Go- Which is interesting to have resources for a protocol where you're not supposed to exist. But these are the do not exist resources. They're not on the books. That don't exist, but do exist because somebody must have paid for them. Yeah, well. Cruz, Jeremy Renner. This is the addition. Okay. Simon Pegg, Paula Apotten, and supporting roles Michael Nivquist, Vladimir Mashkov, Josh Holloway, Anil Kapoor. Now, this one has a lot going on, Right. This one has the prison escape at the very beginning. Okay. Right. This one has the Kremlin break-in. Remember when they when they break into the Kremlin and they use that that like um, hologram screen?
1: I, I think this one I haven't seen.
0: Oh, this one's really fucking fun, dude. And this is also where I believe this is where they go to Dubai and they do the climbing of the side of the building. The building.
1: building? Yeah. Yeah, I, I know Jeremy Renner was involved with that. I know that scene because of again, the big stunt. So if it wasn't this one, then I was like, I know Jeremy Renner's in the one, one of the the one where he climbs the has the suction cups on the side yeah. of that crazy building device. So you're like you're above the cloud line or whatever the it's, hell is happening. It's insane. An,
0: it's an awesome. This one is like visually stunning. this is a movie I saw in the theater and I was like, holy crap. There's only one way to watch this. <laughs> This one, yeah, but it has so it has the the prison escape scene in the very beginning. It has the it has the the scene where they break into the Kremlin and they use this really cool holographic screen to fool the 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 guards.
1: Silly Russians.
0: It has the climbing the building, and then at the end it has this multi level parking garage fight scene at the end where it ends with Well, I won't spoil it for you, Gabe. But um but it's it's very cool. So if this is the one you haven't seen, this one's fun to watch. Ghost Protocol.
1: I sure hope Ethan Hunt makes it.
0: You know, I'm not gonna spoil
1: it, Gabe, but uh, <laughs> he, you know, well, we'll see, we'll see.
0: <laughs> so this is for sure the one you haven't seen, then.
1: I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I'm okay. pretty sure. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I I know the building scene, but I'm sure I saw that somewhere else. And I was just like, he's at it again. Yeah.
0: No, no. You should definitely watch this. A lot of running by him too, by the way. Then we then uh, four years later we have Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation written and directed by Christopher McQuarrie this is the move this is the director that will go on to to direct the next 3 so they finally kept one director uh, tom cruise was very impressed by him okay um now christopher mcquarrie is known for getting an academy award for the screenplay for the usual suspects he's also the man who directed top gun maverick Gabe.
1: okay mhm um, so he's, got a, he does a, he's collaborated more with Cruz.
0: He has, because he also did his two Jack Reacher movies. <laughs> and a very cool film. I don't know if you've ever seen called The Way of the Gun.
1: Uh, no, that sounds familiar, though. It's
0: really good. Benicio Del Toro and Ryan Phillippe. Um, and it's got a ridiculous cast, uh, but it's a very, very cool uh, movie. So I, 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 it makes sense, is what I'm saying. Okay. So here, Ethan Hunt comes under threat from the syndicate. Oh, no. Faced with the IMF's disbandment, Hunt assembles his team for this mission to prove the syndicate's existence and bring the organization down by any means necessary, Gabe. Tom Cruise, Jeremy Renner, Simon Pegg, Ving Rames, Rebecca Ferguson, Sean Harris, and Alec Baldwin is introduced. So here, the big scenes are the hanging off the plane scene, which is... Pretty fucking cool. That's insane that he he. By the way, he did that scene like six takes on that one, taking off, taking the plane off, and hanging off the plane for six minutes. He's he like I don't pa- think
1: I don't think I hung off the plane hard enough. Basically. Do it again. Run it back. Basically,
0: and the other one is there's the scene where he's under where there he's underwater and he's going through a bunch of like locks and vaults. I don't know if you remember that.
1: Um, I, I I haven't seen this one, and I oh I haven't God. seen the next one, so I skipped three in there, and then I I went to the actual theater and saw.
0: Oh wow, that one. that's interesting. Yeah. So there is a very cool scene where where he um he's underwater, and apparently again like you know fun fact, he trained with specialists. He was able to hold his breath for that scene required him to hold his breath for three to four minutes, but apparently he broke the um the record by doing a six minute. Uh, scene that insane. obviously it, it was one, it was shot in one scene for six minutes and he held his breath but obviously in the movie they cut it down here's a fun fact though Gabe he broke the record for having held his breath the longest on a film for six minutes until Kate Winslet broke it for uh, the Avatar movie where she held it for over seven minutes insane
1: dude right
0: uh, but yeah those are the big scenes here then we go to Mission Impossible Fallout, three hours, three hours, three years later. Uh, same director, written and directed. When an IMF mission to recover plutonium goes wrong and the world is faced with the threat of the Apostle, a terrorist group formed by the former members of the syndicate. As Ethan Hunt takes it upon himself to fulfill the original mission, the CIA begins to question his loyalty and his motives. We are introduced in this movie to August Walker, Henry Cavill, who, you know, I'm I not to spoil it, but, you know, he's he's a very important character. Um, so, like, the cast, Tom Cruise, Henry Cavill, Van Rames, Simon Pegg, Rebecca Ferguson, Sean Harris, Angela Bassett, Vanessa Kirby, Michelle Monaghan, and Alec Baldwin. Here, you got quite a few stunts slash scenes, right? You have the helicopter chasing at the end of the film, which, again... Freaking Tom Cruise does his own piloting of a of a he, of a helicopter. He helicopters helicopter. himself. He does. He does. He has the the Paris motorcycle chase scene, which is awesome. He does the halo jump, which again he did quite a bit of jumps before he got the
1: film one. High altitude, low opening. In case somebody doesn't know what that stands you know? for, I super I wanted to do that so bad. I uh, I very much looked into that prior to my enlistment, because I was like, ooh, I might be able to do that if I go into recon, because some of those guys get certified, and I thought that would be the funnest thing, jump out at, like, 30,000 feet, or a and plane and just fall for minutes.
0: Minutes, because you can't open your flight, uh, your parachute into, like, 2,000 feet, right, or something? Or like You
1: do it, like, real low, yeah. yeah. Like, however low you can pretty much get away with. They do the training for that out in Arizona, I want to say. You know, nice and sense. flat. Makes yeah, sense. but, uh, you know, anytime they do that in a movie, it looks super impressive, because... It is,
0: yeah. Also, can we give it up? Give it up uh, to the cameraman who had to jump with him.
1: <laughs> He's like, I don't actually want to do this. They're like, Okay, buddy, you're ready. <laughs> Everybody else is all excited. He's just like, Come on.
0: <laughs> the other fantastic scene in this movie that I recall is the Henry Cavill Tom Cruise fight in the in the bathroom scene. I don't know if you've seen that, where Henry I'm Cavill. In a clip. Yeah, where Henry Cavill like, like. He he! What he charges or glocks his, his arms, you know, like <laughs> like to get ready to the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah! It's a fantastic scene. It's a fantastic. Hey, man!
1: Scene. Whatever helps you get ready, you know, we all have our routines.
0: We do. And then Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One, five years after uh, the last one. Again, same director. An AI known as the Entity is responsible for sinking for the sinking of the next-generation Russian submarine Sebastopol. The entity has since gone rogue and entrains itself into cyberspace. The secret to stopping or controlling it lies within the key, which Ethan Hunt and the IMF must track down as various world powers and nefarious forces race to obtain the key in order to use the entity for their own purposes. Tom Cruise, Haley Atwell, Ben Rames, Simon Pegg, Rebecca Ferguson, Vanessa Kirby, Isaiah Morales... Palm, Clemente, Mariela, Garriaga, and Henry Zerny. Uh, I believe the stunts here are the train fight between him and Isaiah, yep. and the motorcycle off the cliff.
1: Great, very impressive. Tell us a little
0: bit about Dead Reckoning.
1: Yeah, so I saw the uh, the trailers for it, and I thought, you know what, this will be worth seeing. And uh, there was a friend uh, we had a friend visiting uh, from out of town who's uh, uh, also uh, he's a big fan of the series, so we went and saw. We went and saw saw the movie in theaters. It was it was worth a watch. Again, I don't even need the last three movies to like prep for it because you know this is just another mission they're on. This is not you know really dependent. Um, very cool. Like uh, obviously, there's a lot of buildup. Like the jump doesn't happen until pretty late. Like he's trying to get onto the train, and like the only way he can do it, they had a plan. But like the bad guys got a step ahead of him, and you know it didn't slow down. So they do a bunch of like uh, mental math. Like The nerds are setting him up. They're like, you got to go to the top of this mountain. And he's up there and he's like, okay, well, now what? And they're like, well, you know, you, you got to jump. <laughs> so they set it up because he, he has a, uh, a parachute. So he jumps the bike off the mountain and pulls the chute to glide down on. Very impressive. Uh, visually, you know, obviously, it's just a great stunt. Uh, the fact that he actually did it is just insane. Yeah, they, then, they, they uh, mentioned
0: something about uh, speed, speed diving, right? Where you like, where you go, yeah. where you actually parachute fast.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, um, and then the train, like I, I, I want to look into more now about like, what was like, uh, you know what they did to get some of the visuals for it. Cause like the trains coming apart, like they get to a, a bridge that gets blown out and they, you know, we managed to just stop the train, but not really in time. So part of it's falling off and they're like climbing up this falling train while, like, fighting and trying to, like, you know, get a hold of what they need from this, you know, the codes or whatever for this AI. Um, part of the train thing was also they did the masks again, which was hilarious. Again? Um, really? You're, you're yeah, really the masks. Kidding. The masks are a, a big part of this. Um, they they originally were going to... There's a funny bit where, like, the... Uh, I think it's Haley Atwell. Uh, I think it's her character, because she's, like, a thief. I'm pretty sure she's the thief or whatever. Uh, the pickpocket. And... Uh, they managed to like basically co-opt her into the IMF because she doesn't really have a choice at a certain point. Um, cause everybody's after her. Okay. So they, they kind of get her to join. And so, uh, Ethan's like, Oh no, it's fine. Like I'll be right there with you. You know, we're, they're going to take the place of these buyers, you know, and pretend to be them and they print up her mask and then, Oh no, the printer goes out. So now he can't, you know, so she's got to do it by herself. She's got to, uh, Okay, uh, can so I she's got a mask on. Can it's I tell light.
0: you that that's the same thing that happened in Ghost Protocol? Okay, so They're in Dubai knows. and the mask <laughs> machine doesn't work. <laughs> and they Oh my god, really? Oh uh, no. And, um, and basically they have the conversation like does he know what you look like? No. Does he know what you look like? No. Okay, then we're going in. Oh.
1: Right. Yeah, so well, they, they bust out the mask printer again, the face printer, and it and doesn't
0: like, work again.
1: It, it prints out one and then breaks. You know, they can't get the other one for Ethan to be the the, the bodyguard or whatever. So she's gotta she's gotta do it by herself. But uh, no, it's you know it was very uh, very high energy, uh, very exciting. And then you know I, I you know I, I'm I'm probably gonna go see the second one in theater again because you gotta you know what's the follow up gonna be to that jump? What's he gonna do in the next one? I don't know. I don't know, but. Uh... Good for him. Didn't he? Uh, there's one of them where he jumps between buildings. Didn't he break his ankle doing that or something? There is,
0: there is a, there is a, a, a bit of a, you know, a bit of a fun fact about that. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. I was gonna say. I remember. Sometimes these stunts don't go flawlessly. I mean, considering how many he's done, he's got a good track record. But the people at the insurance office got to be wincing every time they're pitching the movies. Yeah.
0: It's in Fallout in the Henry Cavill one. Okay. Um, that's where he breaks his. Uh... But but by the way, he broke his ankle. He had three months to recover, which was apparently good because there were still some script plots that needed to be completed. So they took advantage oh. of that. Yeah.
1: So, so you're saying he broke his ankle on purpose to give him more time?
0: I, I feel like he might have. I feel like he might have.
1: Okay. That seems reasonable. Yeah. He this is do
0: that. this is one that I'm going to watch when it's when it's available on on uh, on some sort of uh, streaming. I, there's no way I can devote, what is it, three, almost it three hours? Yeah. I can't. I just, Yeah, you it's, know. it is a long, it's a yeah. long one. I, I can't do it. can't do it. So, speaking of fun facts, so uh, before we get to fun facts, spin-offs, I was very mm. surprised to hear that there's only been two video games.
1: And I the, wonder if it's a licensing thing more than anything else.
0: I don't know. But the first video game was, was attached to the film, to the first film. Uh, released on nintendo 64 it did really well selling over a million copies but um but compared a lot to goldeneye ah yeah which you know at the time goldeneye wins basically and then in 2000 2003 there was a standalone video game uh you know that was just you know released um that uh, that that was it, and then it was released on a on a Game Boy Color. But that's huh. it, though. After two thousand three, nothing.
1: It seems like a natural fit. That's why, like, I'm wondering if licensing's the ha- the issue. Like, no, you know, because like, it seems like you know, espionage stuff. There's not. It's not an oversaturated market. And If you no. get a good license for it, it no, seems but you, like know you what, should be able to.
0: But you know what I was gonna say? I remember in the in the late '90s, early 2000s, there was a ton of games like that, like Siphon Filter, like games that, that, you know, like, like Rainbow Six, you know, was super popular during that. But then you don't hear about Rainbow Six anymore, you know? I I think there was just a a, a time for those. Yeah, uh, and well, then they Rainbow Six
1: out. was a was a more of a tactical shooter. Splinter Cell was definitely a great series that, Splinter that would capture yeah. that market and kind of would have it probably. But yeah, it, I mean, with such a big, with all the big, you know, names behind it and the success of the films, though, it seems like it, it would stand a good chance.
0: Yeah. It didn't, though. Interesting. Huh. The first film, Apple had $15 million, $50 million production linked to the film. So they only used... Yeah. Apparently, that's the year or the previous year where Apple had lost like $400 million, So they invested into...
1: Yeah. Okay. They were um, like, we got we to gotta make a big comeback.
0: In Mission Impossible 2, during a fight scene... There's a scene where like uh, the bad guy holds a knife and it like stops like an inch away from his, yeah. from, from his eye. Uh, Tom Cruise insisted that a real knife be used. Mad lad. the, ma- the, the knife the mad lad.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he is. <laughs> the, ma- the knife was attached to a cable and was carefully measured to stop a quarter of an inch from Tom Cruise's eyeball.
1: That is not a, like a lot of margin of error. Yeah,
0: and the actor asked the, the 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 other guy to put his full strength on the on the knife to get the realistic look of the scene. Nope. 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 <laughs>
1: this, this film series, this is entirely just Tom Cruise trying to kill himself in an impressive way and failing every time.
0: Yeah. Uh, part three had the trapped in the closet controversy. The South Park. Uh... Yeah. Which, which, which they say is potentially what might have hurt their um, gross, um, okay, because of what was happening in the boycotting of the film, oh. and it is the the least, uh, you know, gross, oh, okay, for the film. So it might actually be connected. The uh, oh yeah, for 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 Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, they spent forty two million on advertising for the film. By the way. Forty-two million, Gabe. Huh? Yeah. For Fallout, we all know about the Henry Cavill mustache uh, scenario, how it impacted uh, Justice League reshoots.
1: Yeah, that's very funny. Um, I I like to think that if you're the the uh, the uh, VFX guy that had to do that, that that's on your resume, that you uh, digitally erased Cavill's mustache.
0: I mean, I would put it. And then the, the last fun fact, which is which is surprising, but also, like, I guess if you think about it, maybe not, Dead Reckoning, part one, um, is the series receiving its first Academy Award
1: nomination. It was nominated
0: huh. for Best Visual Effects and Best Sound.
1: Okay. I mean, I guess you'd have to look year by year to see the other stuff, but it's pr- honestly, if you looked at other stuff, it's probably not overly surprising because, you know, these are... This is kind of like popcorn action movie stuff, and you know, nobody sit there, nobody goes to these because they're like, oh, the acting is so good, or the it's what is Tom Cruise gonna do to try to kill himself this time. Yeah.
0: So let's talk about budgets and gross, right? Okay. I was very surprised by the budgets. Because and again, because of like your Fast and the Furious is right, where they just kept adding money and money. So the first film was 80 million. Okay. And it made uh 457. Great. Fantastic. Second movie, they up it to 125 million and it makes half a half a billion, right? 546. Okay. Third movie, they go up to 150. 125 to 150. And this is the one that made less. It only made 400,000, 400 million. Not, okay. bad. Not bad. Not bad. Almost triple Not
1: great comparatively.
0: N- almost triple its money. They go down 5 million to 145 million and they make almost 700 million. (laughs) They go back up to 150 million. They make 682 million. They go up to 178 million. They make almost 800 million. And then for Dead Reckoning, they went to 219 million. That's the most expensive one. I I honestly thought it was going to continue to increase and this was going to be a 300, 400 million dollar film. But that one only made five hundred and sixty-seven million, which is interesting. Yeah, I thought that would. That's kind of surprising. So overall, the budget for the film has been for the film franchise has been one point four, and they've raked in four point one billion.
1: Good lord! Right? I mean, he's doing all right.
0: He's doing okay. He's doing okay. (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes: The first three have the lowest ratings.
1: That's wild.
0: I thought so too. think the first
1: one, you know, or maybe the second would be like a high watermark, but...
0: No. Huh. Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, Fallout, and Dead Reckoning are all between 93% and 96%.
1: Wow.
0: The first three are between 66, 56 and 71%. Now, I will say this. Review-wise, 1996 has way less reviews than 2000 and, you know...
1: Even still, that's pretty crazy, yeah it's it's like they're getting taken more seriously now than they did,
0: yeah, or people are more comfortable now doing the online reviews,
1: yeah, well, no, I just even mean that like uh, you know you know maybe people aren't um aren't trying to see something it's not in it, you know, like when it first comes out, I just like oh, the acting's not the good I mean, we know what it is now, come on, give us the give us the goods, <laughs> do the thing, do the thing. <laughs> Run. Make him run. Make him run. (laughs) Make him do the thing with his hands. (laughs)
0: Um, The other surprising thing was the first film was the only film under two hours. Um, They are long. 150 minutes on the first film. And then it went to 2.04, 2.06, 2.12, 2.27, and then the last one, 2.43.
1: That's a pretty long uh, run time, you know, run, run time. Uh, I mean, this is why you're here, Gabe. Honestly,
0: <laughs> I, want, I want to be empathetic, but the fact is, this is why you're here. Yeah, you bring that's why the, they pay me the big bucks. You bring the funnies, buddy. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's it. That's uh, that's Mi- Mission Impossible in a nutshell. But yeah, you know what? It, what I what I find interesting every time that I do the research on films is that what I remember and what I think it's going to be about ends up being. Ninety percent of the time it ends up going in a different direction. Because again, like Jason Bourne, this, like Airbud, like Home Alone. I think I start I start the research with something in mind and then as as the research comes up, it changes the 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 story that I'm gonna tell. And this one was one of those where I'm like, oh yeah, no, I do remember great scenes and great stunts, but I don't remember a lot of plot, it turns out. <laughs>
1: No, there's always just like a, uh, it's kind of like a, you know, pick a MacGuffin for like why we got to get this thing and then, you know, or why we're in trouble. You know, what did you guys do this time? And then go.
0: And then the other thing is, is they've, they've, uh, uh, again, Tom Cruise is obviously the captain here, but maintaining Ving Rains, maintaining Simon Pegg, like these are really great, like foundations to your characters. Like, yeah. The fact that they haven't killed them off. Is kind of cool. I don't was was Jeremy Renner in their reckoning? No, right? He was
1: No. Yeah. I don't know if he's if his character was killed because like I said, I didn't see the last one, the last like three before, but um
0: I don't yeah. think his character
1: was killed. I think um yeah, not doing the the cheap like uh we're gonna kill somebody you like for emotional impact. You know, in the case of again, Simon Pegg and Ving Rams are, you know, integral parts of the team in terms of backing up uh our boy Ethan. So yeah, no, that's that is kind of cool.
0: Yeah, once they once they added those two, they stayed in. But Ving Rhames is the only one that's that besides the whole you know, time. Tom Cruise, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was fun research to do on this one, and uh, I'm I'm curious to see what I'm gonna come up with for the uh, thumbnail. Cause I haven't haven't thought that far into it, but I definitely already know. We talked
1: so much about that the the the, the repel. It feels like maybe that should be
0: maybe we'll see we'll see and <laughs> rewatching that scene by the way he is a baby dude like he is so oh, young his haircut like i was like 1996 like let's let, you know quick math how old was um uh, tom cruise in 1996 let's see
1: I was going to say, like you know, we could plot out how many movies they have left, probably based on the fact that it's like an average of like five years between them.
0: You know what? He has been quoted in saying that he will do this until he's eighty, and he's using Harrison Ford as his as his prime model. (laughs) He said, if Harrison Ford is still doing Indiana Jones, I hope I'm still doing Ethan Hunt when I'm in my eighties. That's fair. He's currently sixty one. Does not look it. Does not. 1996 was, uh, how many years ago, Gabe? <laughs> Uh So,
1: 1994 would be 30 years ago. Okay. So, 28.
0: 28 years ago, he would have been, what, late 20s, right? 29? No. Uh, he said he's 60 what? 61. 61. So, he would have been 34, 33, 34. Is that right?
1: uh i think uh yeah something like that right 61 minus 30 would be 31 Might be and then a couple more years on top of that because it's not 30 yeah 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 like 30 33 somewhere in there
0: he was a child and you know what's funny like i say that but i also love him in his 80s movies right like and again I'm i'm not talking about top gun i know you are but i think of him in the 80s and i think of risky business i think of the outsiders of course uh-huh and I was like he is not as old as I think he is to a certain extent.
1: Yeah, he did start very young.
0: Like if you look at if you look at the outsiders, he still didn't fix his teeth. He still had that That's right. He did. Mhm. You know. But yeah, no, I, honestly like uh, doing like doing this episode made me want to think about watching Maverick. Think about it. I'm just, I'm just not Not a
1: hundred. The second one is is fantastic. It's a fantastic movie. They're supposed to make another one now. I think I read something about another. Oh, is it because it
0: made fucking
1: three gajillion dollars? Yeah.
0: You know what? Uh, We'll end this episode by checking our top-grossing films of all time to see how um, Top Gun: Maverick is doing.
1: Top Gun: Three is confirmed, and the success of Top Gun: Maverick is perhaps the biggest reason. While the cast is uncertain, Tom Cruise will return as Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell, with Miles Teller as Hangman and Glenn Powell as Rooster. Really?
0: Um, okay. So, top fifty top-grossing films. By the way, The Hobbit and Unexpected Journey is number fifty. I didn't realize it had it was that far. Then you have Zootopia, Alice in Wonderland, Star Wars Episode One finding Dory despicable me three Jurassic oh, we're gonna jump to the top 25 yeah Iron Man 3 25 okay. the fast the fate of the Furious number 24 Incredibles two Beauty and the Beast the live action one is number 22. Frozen hey, Jurassic world fallen Kingdom Star Wars the Last Jedi is number 19 Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows part two is number 18 Black Panther number 17 the Super Mario Brothers movie number 16 wild Avengers Age of Ultron number 15 Barbie number 14 Frozen two number 13 Top Gun Maverick number 12 I
1: it's impressive
0: I remember it being number 11 but um, 1.49 billion
1: that is impressive that is
0: impressive Furious Seven gave one point five at number eleven, and the Avengers, the original Avengers from twenty twelve, is number ten.
1: Oh, that that reminds me. The thing I thought of too when you were talking about the digital removal of Henry Cavill. Like, I mean, it, Marvel had their own version of that with the post credit scene from uh, I think it was from the first Avengers with um, uh, Captain America mm-hmm. having you know like when they're eating the shawarma. You never. He's like he's like leaning on yes. Yeah. Fish, you know and it because was he had the because beard he had the beard for filming yeah um i forget what was it uh what movie was it? i think filming? snowpiercer was it snowpiercer i think it was yeah and so like they had a prosthetic on his face that he couldn't like chew or move his mouth so they kind of just had to have him sitting there so they didn't go the digital route they were just like look we're just gonna hide that yeah. you have a beard <laughs> no, that's funny
0: that's very <laughs> so funny. Both
1: dc and marvel have had their own facial hair
0: um yep so avengers is number 10 the lion king that 2019 version Gabe. the live action one is number nine
1: that's i would not have guessed the live action ones would have like exactly haven't they learned they're not going to be as good
0: jurassic world the 2015 chris pratt one is number eight by the way and then you have spider-man no way home avengers infinity war star wars the force awakens Gabe. Number five, with $2 billion, Titanic is holding strong. At number four, Avatar The Way of Water, which is surprising because that's from two years ago, by the way. Yeah. That made $2.3 billion, Gabe.
1: Just a little bit of money.
0: Avengers Endgame, holding strong at two point seven, And the original Avatar from 29, 20, 2009 at 2.9 billion. It is about to reach 3 billion, Gabe. And you know it's going to reach it because every new avatar that comes out makes people want to watch the original. Yeah. Oh boy. That's a really interesting top 25 to be honest with you. My god, I'm very surprised how many newer movies there are. Yeah. Because you know what's funny? I was I was just reading about and I know I said we were going to end this, but obviously we're not. I was just reading about how there is no more record sales right uh musicians right um, oh yeah we were we, i was reading i was listening to a podcast the uh, 60 songs that explain the 90s and they were talking about black and white the michael jackson one mm. and they were talking about how michael jackson sold millions on top of millions on top of millions of records and and he will keep that record because record sales aren't a thing anymore they were a yeah. thing once. And and, and and between 1970 and 1990, he was the Golden age th- of yeah. like... You know? So, like, I- I- incredible. Incredible. Like, 1991, I think they were saying, like, Nirvana Nevermind was the album that, that knocked Michael Jackson off the number one spot. You know, like, beginning of a new, of a new era and everything that was going on with Michael Jackson. But... But yeah, so that's why when I look at these I'm like, it, you know, I I feel like 20 year old movies should be more on this list because more people were going to the movie theater 20 years ago than they are now cuz there was no streaming. You 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 weren't you couldn't be a Yeah,
1: when you when you wanted to experience this the way to do it literally was there wasn't the option of, you know, it was so early on. You
0: had to like, be selected. stream
1: pretty quick after they release now, and if you yeah. were going to watch something even on VHS, you were going to wait a bit.
0: Yeah, and I'm looking at these films that are in the top 50, dude, and and look, you have 2016, 2016, 2017, 2011, 2010, 2019, 2019, 2019, 2012, 2014. Like a lot of these are fa- 2018. Like these are f- fairly new. I'm I'm like what's the difference? Uh, eh, no interesting, interesting stuff. But yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Remember to find us at Pop Culture Hangfire.